Hello again, and welcome to the program. We're looking in Matthew 24, verse 4. Today says, Take heed that no man deceive you. Context here is deception. Where, where's it? It's in Matthew 24, when the disciples in verse 3 asked Jesus, What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? He gave them a lot of signs, but first he said in verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you. Then he said in verse 5, For many shall deceive many. Again in verse 11, Many shall deceive many. And in verse 24 we read, For they shall deceive. Obviously, in the last day, number one on that list in Matthew 24 was deception. Now, as we look in the Word of God, there's four types of deception that are recorded there. One is global deception. That means just everybody in the world. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. 1 John 5:19, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Global deception. Then it talks about spiritual deception, and this has to do with the context of our local churches. It says in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Peter's a little more specific on this, 2 Peter 2.1, we read, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. Who's writing? Peter. Who's he writing to? Christians. Local church context. What happens? Who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now, it's there's two kinds of heresy in the Bible. One is a heresy, and here we have a damnable heresy, which means if you believe it, you're going to hell. Now, notice who's doing the talking here. Even denying the Lord that redeemed them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. It's Christians who are deceived, and they're denying the Lord. What, what's happening today? Well, oh, Jesus didn't know what he was talking about when he said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. All you got to do is believe. That is a damnable heresy, and the Bible is very plain that in the last days, in the world in general, and in our local churches, there's going to be deception. Also, it says in Matthew 7:15, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So this is also in the local church concept, but it's, it's wolves in sheep's clothing. So these are obviously not Christians. These are people who are pretending to be Christians. And so we have national deception as well. We read Isaiah 14, 12, O Lucifer that weakeneth the nations. Revelation 23, And they cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed for a little season. What's he going to do when he's loosed for a little season? Verse 7 and 8, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sands of the sea. There's one other deception which is kind of sad, and that is self-deception. James said in James 1 and 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. He is talking to Christians. Second Timothy 3.13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 
Now we're going to look particularly today at the national deception, considering what is going on right now in Israel. We look at the beginning of nations, and keep in mind we're talking about nations being deceived. Genesis 10.1, now these are the generations of the son of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and unto them were born sons, uh, born, unto them were sons born after the flood. All right, you read down through chapter 10, you get a whole lot of details about those nations, and then we sum it up in verse 32, where it says, These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. So if we're going to talk about being deceived. We need to be sure who's speaking and to whom is he speaking. So here we're talking about nations being deceived. Now we see it here where the beginning of nations ends down here in Genesis chapter 11 and all those details are there. That slide is too small to read, but I wanted just to show you the idea of the difference in the nations here because in Genesis chapter 12, the next chapter, we read, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And what's he going to do? I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So here's the beginning of the nation of Israel. Before this, all there was was Gentile nations. Today we have Gentile nations, and we have the nation of Israel. Must be sure to keep those separate. Immediately after this began back in Genesis chapter 12, immediately Satan influenced the Gentile nations to attack Israel. Here I got a little list of what happened back there. The Gentile nations, the Romans, the Amorites, the Edomites, the Midianites, the Ammonites, the Moab, uh, Philistine, uh, Egypt, Babylonians, the Assyrians, they all attacked the nation of Israel all the way through the Old Testament. This is not all of them. This is a partial list. Well, what happened in 1948, uh, May the 14th, 1948, the nation of Israel is restored after wandering through all the other nations for 2,000 years. And we read Ben-Gurion, who was to become Israel's first prime minister, read the new nation's declaration of independence in Tel Aviv on May the 14th, 1948. I was six years old when that happened. Now in Amos 9, we read about it, verse 14, and I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof, they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them, and I will plant them upon their land, and they, they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord. Now notice it says here they will plant vineyards. I went on the internet and I thought in vineyards in Israel. There's all kinds of pictures. I put one of them here. See, God said back there in Amos chapter 9, they were going to do that. And when God says something's going to happen, you can rest assured, it is going to happen. Now, in Tel Aviv, in 1948, this is what it looked like. 
Today in Tel Aviv, it looks like this. Why? Because Amos 9.14 says, And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. Again, God said it, and it happened. Well, what's been the problem for the last 2,000 years? Why has Israel suffered so much since Jesus was here? Well, it's very plain. We see in Matthew 27 and verse 25, uh, they said, crucify him, crucify him. And uh, then they said, then answered all the people and said, his blood be upon us and on our children. And so we read in Luke 21, 24, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. In Romans eleven twenty five, we read, Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of Gentiles be come in. So they're back in the land, but they certainly are not converted to the Lord at this moment. Here's some scriptures that we find concerning the nations, plural, 336 times, singular, 145. We have the word land 1,717 times, the land of another 616 times, the land of Canaan 66, and the land of Israel another 31 times. So what is a nation? A nation is a body of people with its own territory and government. What is a government? It is a lawful control over the affairs of a nation. Now today we have 193 nations in the world. The Bible has much to say about the deception of the nations in the last days, as we've seen even in Matthew chapter 24. And so all of the nations of the world are going to turn against Israel. Um, they haven't right now, that's whatever's happening uh, in Israel right now, I think it's just a snapshot of things to come. And it's also a, a sign for us who are Christians, it's high time to awake, for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. But all of the nations will turn against Israel eventually, and you can see that happening in the news this week. And so we read in Matthew 24, 24, take heed that no man deceive you, whether that's global deception, spiritual deception, particularly now we look at national deception or self-deception. It all happens by influence. Influence is a power to have an effect on the character or behavior of someone. Ephesians 2.2 says, Where in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So we turn on the news and we get breaking news. We need to understand the prince of the power of the air is also in charge of the airwaves. And we are being deceived again and again just by listening to the news today. The thing we need to do is check the scriptures and see if these things be so. And we need to take heed that no man deceive you. Be sure and be with us for our next program.